Blog Talk Radio. During the pandemic, my lifestyle drastically changed. My income came to a screeching halt. You have to understand, I'm a hustler. I'm a legit entrepreneur. I sell things. I come in contact with people all the time. I have to stay safe. I didn't have a choice but to trust the vaccine. And if you live the type of lifestyle that I live, you out here in these streets and you hustling, an entrepreneur like me, why not do it safely? So I want everybody to take this seriously. Take a shot at staying healthy. Get the vaccine. Collectively Rewilding is an online forum for learning, sharing, and teaching the skills needed to enhance our experience in the natural world. We're looking for the best mentors, guides, and instructors who can teach a variety of natural skill sets. If you've got something to share, we have the platform to help you make a difference for free. If you are more interested in learning and expanding your abilities in nature, please join us as a member to explore the world of rewilding. Join us at www.collectivelyrewilding.com today. Global government, the mystery school, Agenda 2030, chemtrails and geoengineering, manufactured disasters. We live in a time when awareness about current events and big media deception is critical to be prepared for the events that are rapidly descending upon us. This is Russ from Delivering the Truth and Exposing the Lies. Join Diana and me every Thursday night at 7.30 p.m. as we expose the truth big media keeps lying about. Herbal medicine, the globalist real agenda, seen through the propaganda. Thursday nights at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We'll see you there. Looking for something different? Looking for something fun? Join Dan every Monday on the Freedomizer Network, 9 to 10.30 Pacific, noon to 1.30 Eastern, for Common Sense with the educated redneck, Dan Ellison. The show about everything and nothing at all. You know what I think we should do? I think you should join us for Dynamic Word Bible Studies, where I am always hosting. My name is Felicia DeRozier, and I have two amazing co-hosts. Cross, the favorite. You wish. This is Mariah, the real favorite child. Oh, sure. <laughs> hmm We spend a lot of time learning about the Bible and possibly a little time learning about humility. That would be awesome, right? Yeah, Ryan. Yeah, Ryan. <laughs> we air live every Wednesday from 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time to 10:30. Uh, right now, we're going through the Book of Romans, but we're going to start moving into the Gospel of John. We're going to learn about Jesus. We're going to learn about living and walking in the Spirit, and learning to be a little humble with those that we live with. It's going to be a great time. I can't wait for you to join us. Right, guys? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever and whenever you're tuning in from, my fellow Liberty lovers. This is Amber S. from Living with Freedom Ministries, reminding you to tune in on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Central, noon Pacific time, for the Living with Freedom show, where we'll embrace what living with freedom can look like physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and in everyday life. 
That's 2 p.m. Central, noon Pacific, here on Freedomizer Radio. Hello, I'm Mike. My birthing partner and I just got our new Lysnica Freedom Microchips. These microchips are awesome. They helped me keep the freedom I used to before I enrolled into Southern Hampshire Institute in Technology. I'm Jamar. I am friends with Mike and his birthing partner. We met at SHIT. I am a liberal media major. I also just got a Lysnica Freedom Microchip. SNSHIT recently mandates everyone on campus get their Freedom Microchip. I jumped on the Lysnica joint. This freedom chip grants me the freedom to go everywhere I was allowed to before COVID. Now this chip tells me when I am and am not allowed to go outside. It also tracks my boosters. If I'm not up to date on a chip, it tells me when I need to get it by. This chip is sweet. Without this freedom chip no one is allowed on our campus. I scan my hand whenever I want to pay for something. It also calls for an ambulance when I get another heart attack from a booster. Which is totally not a heart attack from getting a gene therapy. These freedom chips are free. You can go to any drugstore or China Mart. An employee with inserted in your wrist. Remember, it is not the mark of the beast. You just need to let Lysnica track and trace your every move. You just need a freedom chip to buy, sell, work, and live. When you get a microchip, look for the Lysnica Freedom Microchips. They are sweet. following message is sponsored by Truth. Are you or someone you know suffering from sheepalism? Sheepalism is a debilitating disorder which affects a person's entire worldview and is characterized by ignorance, denial, abandonment of basic morals and values. An unwillingness to think critically about things read or heard by mainstream media is a strong sign that you have been affected. Fortunately, sheepalism is treatable in many cases. Treatment may include, but is not limited to, training to help the patient understand that truth is being intentionally withheld, help in understanding that assumptions and speculations do not qualify as evidence for truth. Living with sheepalism is frustrating. Thankfully, there's hope for those suffering this debilitating condition. If you or someone you know is dealing with sheepalism, please contact your local truth movement for treatment. They're standing by to help you now, and remember, you're not alone. Side effects of treatment may or may not include shortness of breath, migraines, anaphylactic shock, and a worse scenario, heart attack. See your support specialist for details. Hello, Freedomizers. I am Broccoli Man. When I am not fighting crime, I listen to the Proof Negative radio show. I am the Wire Ripper. Not only do I forbid you to listen to Freedomizer radio and the Proof Negative radio show, I am going to demand you wear a mask and get your naked body scan. We need to protect the One World Government. You getting the real information hurts a crime syndicate. Do not listen to Proof Negative. You must now disrobe this instant so I can check your person for a constitution or cash money. Anyway, listen to Proof Negative on Freedomizer Radio. Weeknights 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern. 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific Time. Freedomizerradio.com Now, let's get back to the Proof Negative show here on Freedomizerradio.com. Welcome to the Proof Negative Radio Show, right here on FreedomizerRadio.com. Now sit back and enjoy the show.
Pat Brown's father, Edmund Joseph Brown, was known for running scams and gambling operations in San Francisco. With the help of businessman William Newsom II, Pat Brown became governor of California for two terms. During his governorship, he awarded the Squaw Valley concession contract to William Newsom III and his partner, John Pelosi. The deal was criticized for the state of California paying for everything and getting nothing. William Newsom III grew up with the governor's son, Jerry, who was training to be a Jesuit priest. John Pelosi's son, Paul, married Nancy D'Alessandro, daughter of Thomas D'Alessandro Jr., who was known for smuggling heroin into the U.S. with Lucky Luciano and the Baltimore Mafia. John Pelosi's son, Ron, married William Newsom's daughter, Barbara. Over ongoing disputes about the Squaw Valley concession, William Newsom Sr. threatened to hurt the governor politically, just as Governor Brown was running for a third term against Ronald Reagan. He lost. But eight years later, the former governor's Jesuit son, Jerry, reclaimed the governorship in 1974. He appointed William Newsom III to a Placer County judgeship in 1975, and three years later, to the State Court of Appeal. William Newsom was an attorney for oil magnate J. Paul Getty, named in the 1966 Guinness Book of World Records as the world's richest private citizen. And while serving on the appellate bench in the 1980s, he helped Getty's son, Gordon, secure a change in state trust law that allowed him to claim his share of a multi-air trust. After Newsom retired from the bench, he became administrator of the Getty Trust and provided seed money for his son, Gavin Newsom, Nancy Pelosi's nephew, to start the Plump Jack business that led to a career in San Francisco politics as mayor of San Francisco and lieutenant governor of the state of California. Gavin Newsom was informally adopted by the Gettys after his parents divorced and recently succeeded family friend Jerry Brown to be the current governor of California. For 80 years, these four families have ruled over the state of California politically. And with the help of Kamala Harris, Maxine Waters, Adam Schiff, and Dianne Feinstein, California's uncontrollable state government spending has amounted to over $2 trillion in debt and the highest tax rates in the country. The homelessness... My friends, we have a problem. And we have a problem that is more than just social media. It is a disconnect between humans and reality. In this viral video, this young woman named Good Luck Carly on TikTok was shocked to find, in fact, you can eat fruit from a tree. I know for many of you who watch a show like this, you come from a particular background. That is, you're more likely to be inquisitive, uh, curious, and to solve your own problems, more likely, not absolutely. And this means most of you are aware, and more aware than I, of what you can eat outside. 
Now, of course, when I was little, I had a, we, had a, we had a family garden and things like that, so we knew you could eat fruits and things like that. But there are a lot of people who are growing up in a mechanized reality where they don't understand how to eat. My question then becomes to this, my friends. Facing an absolute catastrophe, a breakdown of the economy, what happens to these people? I'll tell you. It's going to be violent and dangerous. These people may bend the knee to dictators who promise to show them the ways of eating food. Or they may just rob people and take it because they don't know how to get it themselves. But let me slow down before we're talking about the apocalypse. Let me play for you this video so you can hear for yourself. Here you go. I can't be the only person on the planet that didn't know that you can just pick a piece of fruit off of a tree and eat it. Oh. (laughs) Please think of this statement. Think about what you just said, lady. I'm sorry. Okay, but understand this. You are an obese woman. I don't mean it to be mean. By worldly standards, you are fat. Okay, hold on. Slow down. Slow down. I am not trying to insult her here. Please calm down. I'm pointing out that by worldly standards, this woman is well-fed above average, larger weight. She doesn't even know where food comes from. The abject luxury of the let them eat cake, it's so remarkable. As people around the world starve, are made of skin and bone, but overwhelmingly, I'd say what, 99.9% of the planet understands you where food comes from you have to be a special kind of elite wealthy privilege to not understand where food comes from while also being overweight again carly i'm not trying to be mean i'm not trying to insult you for being fat i'm not saying that i'm saying if you look at most other countries on average you and most americans weigh more than they do you may feel bad that i am pointing this out and it is humorous to many of us but please I'm not trying to make you feel better, be mean. I need to point out a shocking thing that is happening in this country to our young people. Let me play more of the video. I had a friend come over a few weeks ago, and she was like, Carly, why do you have a bag of lemons in your fridge? And I said, oh, well, I use lemons in my cooking a lot, and sometimes I put them in my sparkling water. And she was just like, no, but why do you have a bag of lemons from the store? And I said, oh, well, sometimes I cook with them, and I also put them in. And she said, no, you have a lemon tree outside. And I said, Okay. And she said, so why do you buy lemons? And I said, because I cook with them. And and she said, Carly, you have a lemon tree. You just pick the lemons off the tree and you put them in your food (laughs) or or in your sparkling water. And I said, don't you have to do something to them? And she said, what do you mean? And I said, you don't have to do anything to the lemons? And she was pretty upset, which I guess I am one of the very few people. I didn't think that I was one of the very few people but maybe I am one of the very few people that didn't know that there is nothing that you have to do to a lemon before you eat it from a tree. You can just take it off the tree. Am I the only uh-huh. person? I'm 28, for reference. Am I the only person? So 28 is the bottom end of millennial. I want to stress this again. I am not calling her disgustingly fat or trying to insult her. But yes, she has much fat on her body. That was the point I was trying to make. I'm trying not to be offensive. Okay, calm down. Angry leftist. I respect her for making this video and and pointing this thing out. So the question then becomes, how do we have a generation of people who don't know how to make money, don't know how to produce value, don't know how to build, don't know how to do any trades, don't even know, heavens, that food grows. Wow, it's so crazy. You know, out here in uh, West Virginia, 
We're we're in the tri-state actually, so we we're it's uh, a mix between West Virginia and Maryland, but uh, almost all of our operations has now relocated to West Virginia, which is awesome. The new studio is basically done. We just got a couple more weeks for skate park construction, and then the new Freedomistan facility will be complete. <laughs> it is crazy. I'm excited. I'm excited. But out here in Western Maryland and in West Virginia, uh, we humans understand where food comes from. It's the wildest thing. People in cities are so detached from reality, perhaps because of bad education, because of intentional political manipulation to keep their serf indentured servitude class from revolting. I don't know. They don't know this. And it's not just this woman. You know, there's no reason to single her out. It's only because she made the video that she's being singled out. But I know a lot of people. We've brought people up to the property here. We call it the Cast Castle. It's just, I don't know, I don't, it's a gag name or whatever. It's a big house, studio. And uh, so let's, let's go through it. In the beginning of the year, we start to get, in the fall and the spring, it's awesome. We get chives everywhere. Because chives will grow when the grass won't. So as the weather starts warming, the grass has yet to begin growing. Chives already are growing. Forest onion, we call it. Holy crap. So delicious. Okay? You go outside. You got to get the good ones because you can get bad ones. They're kind of grassy tasting. But you pull a big, you just rip them out. They grow back. And uh, the tips will brown or whatever. But you grow them out. Give them a nice little sniff. Chives. Delicious. We chop them up. Mix them into the beef. We made burgers. I love it. Now, the beef, of course, comes from the farm down the street where they actually do their own butchering. That's right. They, there's cows everywhere. The cows eat grass, get big, uh, and they also have feed and stuff like that. And then the cow is killed, and you eat its muscles. There's another viral video where a bunch of Gen Z people were like, wait, meat is muscles? I thought meat was meat. <laughs> what do you think you're eating? You're eating the muscles. There's organ meat, too. Some people like eating organ meat. They say it's healthy. Old traditions were, if you were having a problem with your liver or your kidneys, you eat the kidneys of an animal. Why? Well, because what you're missing may be in those kidneys. I mean, it's clever, isn't it? Not always perfect. But so uh, we have chives, they pop up, and then we start to get into, uh, I think the first thing we start to get is the berries. The pears, we have a pear tree, we have a couple apple trees. Those take a long time to grow. So you'll start to see them grow after spring. There's flowering, and then the pollination happens, and then the fruits start to grow. But we get a lot of berries, and my favorite time of year is wine berry season. It's an invasive Chinese berry, but they're everywhere. And it's the weirdest thing to me because, um, you know, even 10 years ago, I had chickens. And the first time, I mean, I understood this, but we had chickens. They laid eggs, and I brought them in. I'm like, we have eggs. I guess we just eat them. You know, I've never had chickens before this. And uh, we would have eggs every morning, a couple eggs every morning from the chickens, and it was awesome. And there are people who live in the world that she lives in. I have brought people to the castle, and we've got apple trees. The apples will be big enough you can eat them. I mean, you usually want to wait till they're ripe and, you know, big, but you can eat them when they're a bit starchier and more tart. You got mulberries. I can't have those. I have, I have allergic. Um, we have wild blueberry. No, 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 I'm sorry. Uh, wild blue, uh, uh, black raspberries. Sorry, I almost said blueberries. Black raspberries. Um, and uh, the wine berries are everywhere. We have wild blackberries. We have grapes everywhere. They're called frost grapes. They're itty bitty, and they taste kind of funky. So I'm not a fan. But you could just grab them and eat them. You can just literally grab all the stuff. It's food. It's everywhere. 
The crazy thing to me is when people come here, because, you know, we bring out guests, we fly them out, we cover travel and accommodation for all our guests, and they're used to doing shows in cities. And in cities, there's no fruit and stuff everywhere. There's a good reason why there isn't. And so I get asked this frequently, like, did you plant these? You're, you're, you're asking me if the 300,000 grapes surrounding the property and vines growing on all of the trees, you're asking if I planted those? Yeah, did, do, do you plant them? No, they just, they just are. This is nature. <laughs> and then we get pawpaw season at, uh, towards the uh, uh, like end of September, October. And their uh, pawpaws, if you don't know, they are green, mushy fruits. Uh, they're mushy when they're ripe, and they're really easy to eat. And, I, you know, people describe it as like avocado and mango combined with a little banana mixed in there. I also feel like it's got a little like of a bready kind of taste, but it's mushy, so it's not the texture you'd expect from like a bread, but it's got a little smell like that. And uh, you just walk up, pick it off the tree, rip it open, and just eat it. There's seeds in there. Pull them out. And I get asked this frequently. Did you plant these? And I'm like, dude, this is the wilderness. And then I get people being like, I don't want to eat it. No, for real. We'll, we'll, I'll ride up, and there will be uh, just like a row of wine berries. Like, they're little red berries. They look like raspberries. And they're awesome. They're tart and they're delicious. And I'll just grab a handful and go, wham, throw it right in my mouth. And they'll be like, you can just eat them? Well, yeah. What else do you eat? This may be shocking to many people. But in fact... That rabbit that's outside, you can eat that too. Now, don't rely on it. They're low in fat, and the lean meat's bad for you. It's what, uh, you'll, you'll experience what's called rabbit starvation if it's all you're eating. But the secret is to crack open the bones and boil the marrow out and mix it so the fat from the bones gets in with the meat and you get a little bit more fat in your diet. I wouldn't, uh, my understanding is that you'll still die, but uh, that's how you do it, how you have rabbit. Now, rabbit, of course, is fine. Um, what, is it, what, what, do they, what do they call it? Hassenpfeffer? Is that the German dish? I learned that from Looney Tunes. Um, but there's also groundhogs, and there's deer everywhere. Every day I look out my window, there's like seven or eight deer just living in my lawn. And uh, if we didn't live in the luxury of the modern world, I'd go start blasting. And then I'd, you know, I, you wouldn't use handguns, but you start blasting, and then you go and eat it. <laughs> you, get, you, you know, in, in modern era, you get permits and stuff. But we've got some, I think out here we have a problem with too many deer. Because they're all kind of gaunt, and uh, it's caused, it causes problems. They get diseased, and they starve, and yikes. And then we have vultures everywhere. But I think, you know, the, the main reason I want to talk about this is, you know, with all due respect to this uh, young woman, it is very terrifying to me that there exists a generation of people that, should the economy collapse, will be standing in a concrete jungle that smells like sour milk, being like, I am hungry, what do I eat? And what do you think they're going to eat? Now, I read a great story about the, um, what was it, the Donner Party, and uh, many of them chose to starve to death instead of eating each other. It's a wild story. You should definitely read about it. And some of them just said, I don't want to die. And so the people who froze to death were perfectly preserved, and they were cooked and eaten. Others, refusing to eat a human, starved to death and became food. Was it the Donner Party, right? It's a wild story. It's a, it's a sad story. But this is the reality. These people only exist in this bubble. The luxuries of the Internet age and this younger generation and feminism and all that exist in this bubble of security that the giants for whom's, whose shoulders we stand upon have created this world for us, much to our own detriment. 
There's a lot more to talk about in it, but I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up tonight at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Hey guys, welcome to the Liberal Hive Mind, a channel solely focused on exposing absolute liberal insanity that's hell-bent on ruining the West. That's the intro slogan that I'm using for this video, because it's simply perfect. But let's focus less on the West as a whole, and get a little bit more specific here. We're talking about New York City in particular. If you were to take New York, the Big Apple, some people view it as the center of the universe. You know, it's a fantastic place. It's part of world history. It's the nucleus of world commerce. Well, let me ask you a question such a great historic city, one of the most significant places on Earth. If I was to ask you how you could ruin New York City in less than a decade, what would be your strategy? What would you answer? Well, I know my answer. Simply insert wokeism and watch the whole structure fall. Well, folks, that's exactly what's happening in New York City. How to take a once great place and drive it into the ground 101. That's what we're talking about today. Let's start off with a viral NYPD video, then have a conversation, of course, as we usually do. But before we get into any of it, this video is actually brought to you guys by a sponsor, so let's play that clip. This video is brought to you guys by our great friends at American Hartford Gold. Folks, we're living through the age of fiat currency, but pretty soon we're going to completely transition away from paper money into a full digital dollar world, the central bank digital currency. In other words, the Fed is going to have total administrative control on every dollar in the economy and everybody's bank account. As we inevitably march into that system, there's only one way to protect yourself, or at least hedge a little, and that's by owning precious metals, gold and silver. That's where American Hartford Gold comes in, the highest rated gold company in the U.S., with thousands upon thousands of five-star reviews and an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. With one phone call, they could deliver physical gold and silver straight to your doorstep or directly into your IRA or 401k. And best of all, on top of how easy it is, American Hartford Gold is currently running a promotion where you could get up to $5,000 of free silver on qualifying orders. One phone call or text message away, all you got to do is call 844-440-1005 or text HiveMind, one word, to 65532. That's HiveMind, one word, to 65532. A huge thank you to American Hartford Gold. Now back to the video. All right, folks, so let's get into the woke insanity currently happening in New York City. Let's first start off by laying the groundwork. New York is facing a couple crises. Firstly, a good chunk of their tax base has simply fled the city. You know, I have to say I was struck by a number in your story. The top 1% of New Yorkers pay more than 40% of total taxes. So this must have an impact on schools and transportation. Yeah, I mean, so much of the city revenue and so much of the city economy is based on this top 1%. I mean, you have basically 30,000 families in a, in, a, in a city of 8 million people, 30,000 people who earn more than a million dollars, you know, billions, $130 billion of income that these people are bringing into the city. New York City expected to lose about $300 million in tax revenues. Company that helps businesses and the wealthy track their location for taxes say those losses could actually be much greater. Now and of course, on top of that, you have an illegal migrant crisis. Now a new warning, a thousand miles away in New York City, where officials tell us resources are overwhelmed. Across public hospitals in New York City over the last year, nearly 30,000 visits by migrants and 300 new babies born to migrant moms. And New York Mayor Eric Adams saying providing services for migrants will cost city taxpayers $12 billion. And then, of course, the cherry on top, we're also seeing a huge 
spike in violent crime and serious crimes. Petty theft and other small crimes as well, sure, but serious violent crime is through the roof. Take a look at this chart right over here. Of course, it's down since the 90s and early 2000s. I mean, significantly down. But look at that spike post-2020. Crime is skyrocketing across the board. Of course, now it's getting even worse as the illegal migrant crisis is now contributing to a second spike in crime. That's the current state of New York. Well, in the normal world, you'd expect the NYPD to be staffing up. You'd expect New York State and Manhattan to be increasing funding for police and increasing police presence, allowing cops to do their job. But no, no, of course not. We're not in an ideal world. We're in the woke clown world. Instead, what's New York City doing? What's the NYPD doing? They're unveiling their new NYPD dance squad. Yep, there's only one appropriate reaction here. A collective facepalm. All the problems that New York is currently facing, and really the problems extend to the Democrat Party. I mean, Democrats are experiencing significant problems at the ballot box. The 2022 midterm election wasn't exactly great for New York Democrats. Kathy Hochul almost lost to Republican challenger Lee Zeldin, mainly due to the issue of crime. Crime is rampant and horrible. And what do you get as a New Yorker? You turn on the TV and you get this big slap in the face. A bunch of quirky NYPD dancers. Stay distracted, folks. Just look at these NYPD female officers and office workers. Shake their booties and simply forget it all. And look, maybe it's not the end of the world for the NYPD to have a dance squad, but it'd be one thing if the NYPD was actually doing its job effectively. If those in charge were actually policing properly and creating a safe environment, it'd be one thing if that was the case, and then they unveiled their happy all smiles dance squad. That'd be one thing, but it's another. When everything is going to hell in a handbasket, New Yorkers know this, they feel this, and this is what they're met with. No wonder people are leaving like never before. No wonder we're seeing a great exodus of cities like New York, Los Angeles, and San Francisco. It's all so absolutely idiotic. I mean, this is where the term clown world comes from. And I think it's a contributing factor. At this point, why would anybody want to become a police officer in New York City? You'd have to be out of your damn mind to sign up for this job. Not only is it a complete farce, a laughingstock for the world to see, thanks to Democrat decriminalization policies, thanks to the migrant crisis, thanks to pretty much all of it, thanks to Alvin Bragg and Eric Adams, we're now seeing an absolute skyrocketing in NYPD officer assaults. The situation has become so chaotic, so unruly, so unlawful, that we've now seen essentially a doubling in on-duty assaults and injuries. Injuries. NYPD officers are being brutally beaten by street criminals on a near constant basis, in some cases being attacked by roaming gangs of illegal migrants. But don't worry, folks. The NYPD's got a dance team. No, the NYPD has a serious recruitment issue, and it's no surprise why. Far left-wing politicians are running the city, frankly, they're running the state, into the ground. You don't feel safe on the subway anymore. You're frantically looking behind your back, looking over your shoulder, worried who's around, paranoid there might be some drugged lunatic that Alvin Bragg keeps letting out on the streets, simply roaming the subway platform looking to push someone onto the tracks. 
Well, don't worry, folks. Why worry about the subway system feeling safe when you can simply get lost in the NYPD's dance moves? If you're worried about criminals not being prosecuted, don't worry. No worries at all. New York is focused on prosecuting the former president of the United States on bogus nonsense charges. Another thing that's likely to have negative shockwave effects on the city's ability to remain healthy and grow. This award, um, I mean, just leaving the whole Trump thing out of it and, and seeing what occurred here, and, and I'm, I'm no different than any other investor. I'm shocked at this. I, I can't even understand or fathom uh, the, the decision at all. It, there's no rationale for it. And so let me give you a real-time uh, experience I'm having regarding this, and I'm not the only one. It doesn't matter what the governor says New York was already a loser state so Kevin what did you think of Governor Hochul saying this is like a unique one and done because Donald Trump went too far and was so nefarious uh, you guys if you're just doing what you should be doing you have nothing to worry about but they're very worried about it yeah we're very worried every investor is worried because where is the victim who lost money this is some arbitrary decision a judge made. This policy and what this says, what does this say about the bar, the legal bar in New York? Aren't they going to question this judge? What is this? $355 million and there's dollars as a, as a penalty and there's plus interest at 9% and there's no victim? I mean, I'm sorry, her, her words fall on deaf ears to everybody. There's nothing she can say to justify this decision. And this has nothing to do with Trump. Nothing to do with Trump. Forget about Trump. This is not a Trump situation. This is a New York problem now. The whole world is looking at this saying, what are you doing to yourselves? So New York's essentially saying, we don't want investors. We don't want business people, real estate developers. We don't care for law-abiding citizens or families who want to live in a safe environment. No, we'd rather spend taxpayer resources on dance squads as we continue to cater to the needs of criminals. That is the reality of clown world New York City. And that one dance video is a metaphor for what's happening on a meta level in idiotic Democrat cities. Anyways, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much what I got for you guys. Hopefully you enjoyed this video. If you did, make sure to leave a like and possibly subscribe. Thanks for watching, and I'll see you on the next one. Hey guys, welcome to the Liberal Hive Mind, a channel solely focused on exposing absolute liberal insanity that's hell-bent on ruining the West. That's the intro slogan that I'm using for this video, because it's simply perfect. But let's focus less on the West as a whole, and get a little bit more specific here. We're talking about New York City in particular. If you were to take New York, the Big Apple, some people view it as the center of the universe. You know, it's a fantastic place, it's part of world history. It's the nucleus of world commerce. Well, let me ask you a question such a great historic city, one of the most significant places on Earth. If I was to ask you how you could ruin New York City in less than a decade, what would be your strategy? What would you answer? Well, I know my answer. Simply insert wokeism and watch the whole structure fall. Well, folks, that's exactly what's happening in New York City. How to take a once great place and drive it into the ground 101. That's what we're talking about today. Let's start off with a viral NYPD video, then have a conversation, of course, as we usually do. But before we get into any of it, this video is actually brought to you guys by a sponsor. So let's play that clip. This video is brought to you guys by our great friends at American Hartford Gold. Folks, we're living through the age of fiat currency, but pretty soon we're going to completely transform 
transition away from paper money into a full digital dollar world, the central bank digital currency. In other words, the Fed is going to have total administrative control on every dollar in the economy and everybody's bank account. As we inevitably march into that system, there's only one way to protect yourself, or at least hedge a little, and that's by owning precious metals, gold and silver. That's where American Hartford Gold comes in, the highest rated gold company in the U.S., with thousands upon thousands of five-star reviews and an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. With one phone call, they could deliver physical gold and silver straight to your doorstep or directly into your IRA or 401k. And best of all, on top of how easy it is, American Hartford Gold is currently running a promotion where you could get up to $5,000 of free silver on qualifying orders. One phone call or text message away, all you got to do is call 844-440-1005 or text HiveMind, one word, to 65532. That's HiveMind, one word, to 65532. A huge thank you to American Hartford Gold. Now back to the video. All right, folks, so let's get into the woke insanity currently happening in New York City. Let's first start off by laying the groundwork. New York is facing a couple crises. Firstly, a good chunk of their tax base has simply fled the city. You know, I have to say I was struck by a number in your story. The top 1% of New Yorkers pay more than 40% of total taxes. So this must have an impact on schools and transportation. Yeah, I mean, so much of the city revenue and so much of the city economy is based on this top 1%. I mean, you have basically 30,000 families in a, in, a, in a city of 8 million people, 30,000 people who earn more than a million dollars, you know, billions, $130 billion of income that these people are bringing into the city. New York City expected to lose about $300 million in tax revenues. company that helps businesses and the wealthy track their location for taxes say those losses could actually be much greater. Now, and of course, on top of that, you have an illegal migrant crisis. Now, a new warning, a thousand miles away in New York City, where officials tell us resources are overwhelmed. Across public hospitals in New York City, over the last year, nearly 30,000 visits by migrants and 300 new babies born to migrant moms. And New York Mayor Eric Adams saying providing services for migrants will cost city taxpayers $12 billion. And then, of course, the cherry on top, we're also seeing a huge spike in violent crime and serious crimes. Petty theft and other small crimes as well, sure, but serious violent crime is through the roof. Take a look at this chart right over here. Of course, it's down since the 90s and early 2000s. I mean, significantly down. But look at that spike post-2020. Crime is skyrocketing across the board. Of course, now it's getting even worse as the illegal migrant crisis is now contributing to a second spike in crime. That's the current state of New York. Well, in the normal world, you'd expect the NYPD to be staffing up. You'd expect New York State and Manhattan to be increasing funding for police and increasing police presence, allowing cops to do their job. But no, no, of course not. We're not in an ideal world. We're in the woke clown world. Instead, what's New York City doing? What's the NYPD doing? They're unveiling their new NYPD dance squad. Yep, there's only one appropriate reaction here. 
a collective facepalm. All the problems that New York is currently facing, and really the problems extend to the Democrat Party. I mean, Democrats are experiencing significant problems at the ballot box. The 2022 midterm election wasn't exactly great for New York Democrats. Kathy Hochul almost lost to Republican challenger Lee Zeldin, mainly due to the issue of crime. Crime is rampant and horrible. And what do you get as a New Yorker? You turn on the TV and you get this big slap in the face. A bunch of quirky NYPD dancers. Stay distracted, folks. Just look at these NYPD female officers and office workers. Shake their booties and simply forget it all. And look, maybe it's not the end of the world for the NYPD to have a dance squad, but it'd be one thing if the NYPD was actually doing its job effectively. If those in charge were actually policing properly and creating a safe environment, it'd be one thing if that was the case, and then they unveiled their happy all smiles dance squad. That'd be one thing, but it's another. When everything is going to hell in a handbasket, New Yorkers know this, they feel this, and this is what they're met with. No wonder people are leaving like never before. No wonder we're seeing a great exodus of cities like New York, Los Angeles, and San Francisco. It's all so absolutely idiotic. I mean, this is where the term clown world comes from. And I think it's a contributing factor. At this point, why would anybody want to become a police officer in New York City? You'd have to be out of your damn mind to sign up for this job. Not only is it a complete farce, a laughingstock for the world to see, thanks to Democrat decriminalization policies, thanks to the migrant crisis, thanks to pretty much all of it, thanks to Alvin Bragg and Eric Adams, we're now seeing an absolute skyrocketing in NYPD officer assaults. The situation has become so chaotic, so unruly, so unlawful, that we've now seen essentially a doubling in on-duty assaults and injuries. NYPD officers are being brutally beaten by street criminals on a near constant basis, in some cases being attacked by roaming gangs of illegal migrants. But don't worry, folks. The NYPD's got a dance team. No, the NYPD has a serious recruitment issue, and it's no surprise why. Far left-wing politicians are running the city, frankly, they're running the state, into the ground. You don't feel safe on the subway anymore. You're frantically looking behind your back, looking over your shoulder, worried who's around, paranoid there might be some drugged lunatic that Alvin Bragg keeps letting out on the streets, simply roaming the subway platform looking to push someone onto the tracks. Well, don't worry, folks. Why worry about the subway system feeling safe when you can simply get lost in the NYPD's dance moves? If you're worried about criminals not being prosecuted, don't worry. No worries at all. New York is focused on prosecuting the former president of the United States on bogus nonsense charges. Another thing that's likely to have negative shockwave effects on the city's ability to remain healthy and grow. This award, um, I mean, just leaving the whole Trump thing out of it and, and seeing what occurred here, and, and I'm, I'm I'm no different than any other investor. I'm shocked at this. I, I can't even understand or fathom uh, the, the decision at all. It, it, there's no rationale for it. And so let me give you a real-time uh, experience I'm having regarding this, and I'm not the only one. It doesn't matter what the governor says. New York was already a loser state. So, Kevin, what did you think of Governor Hochul saying this is like a unique one-and-done because Donald Trump went too far and was so nefarious. Uh, you guys, if you're just doing what you should be doing, you have nothing to worry about. But they're very worried about it. Yeah, we're very worried. Every investor is worried because where is the victim? Who lost money? This is some arbitrary decision a judge made. This policy and what this says, what does this say about the bar, the legal bar? 
in New York. Aren't they going to question this judge? What is this? $355 million and there's dollars as a, as a penalty and there's plus interest at 9% and there's no victim? I mean, I'm sorry, her, her words fall on deaf ears to everybody. There's nothing she can say to justify this decision. And this has nothing to do with Trump. Nothing to do with Trump. Forget about Trump. This is not a Trump situation. This is a New York problem now. The whole world is looking at this saying, what are you doing to yourselves? So New York's essentially saying, we don't want investors. We don't want business people, real estate developers. We don't care for law-abiding citizens or families who want to live in a safe environment. No, we'd rather spend taxpayer resources on dance squads as we continue to cater to the needs of criminals. That is the reality of clown world New York City, and that one dance video is a metaphor for what's happening on a meta level in idiotic Democrat cities. Anyways, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much what I got for you guys. Hopefully you enjoyed this video. If you did, make sure to leave a like and possibly subscribe. Thanks for watching, and I'll see you on the next one. Hey guys, welcome to the Liberal Hive Mind, a channel solely focused on exposing the abundant hypocrisy of the left. Or rather, I guess today, exposing the absolute brainwash of young leftoid NPCs. Ah, the young communists that live among us, huh? They're part of this phenomenon that we've mentioned multiple times before, this sort of very loud vocal minority. In the grand scheme of things, there's actually not too many of them, but they certainly make up for their lack of numbers by their abundance of, let's just say, being very loud, obnoxious, arrogant, self-righteous, and annoying. They are one of the loudest groups on the internet. They know everything, and they're aggressive in their righteousness. You know, you see it a lot in the world of bread tubers. This sort of self-righteous arrogance, this condescending attitude, this vulgar way of approaching people that you disagree with. They're so righteous in their ideals, but when you actually challenge them, well then of course the intellectual peacocking kind of comes to an end, now doesn't it? And boy do I have a great example for you guys today. I got a clip that's bouncing around Twitter that I want to show you guys. Let's take a look, then of course have a conversation. Basically the usual. We got some stuff to get into, so let's roll the tape. Alright folks, so I present to you communist activists taking over the world. Um, I'm just asking, what is this? This is a banner and this is a table. <laughs> yeah, well, what, what, what is, what is that? Uh, that, that? Um, that says, are you a communist? Uh, yeah. You know, then get organized. That's what it says. Yeah. And also under there, it says socialist appeal. Yeah. So you socialist? Communist and socialist, yeah. You communist and socialist? Yes. Oh, nice. Where are you from? I'm from China. China. You? Uh, Portugal. Portugal. So if you're from China, why you live here? It's just a good question, right? Because China sucks. For me, at least. China, China sucks. Yeah. So why are you promoting that? Because China isn't communist. I don't know. China is not communist. No. I think China is. Well, guess what they say. No, it's not what they say. It's the reality. China is I a com the reality. communist. The no, you have permission to promote communism. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we yeah. Do. okay, yeah. fine. This is a public space. This is a I can film. I mean, you can't film people without their consent. I can. I'm on the public sphere. I can film anyone. That's fine. Should we go to the public sphere? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
How come you from? I'm just having a debate. I don't know. Communist, communist people. This is what communist people do. They run away. They run away when someone has a debate with them. I'm just talking to you. I'm not doing anything bad. No, I know, but we have I don't have a I'm from, listen, I'm from a communist country. I know what communist is. None of you live in a communist regime. She lives in a communist regime and she flipped. She left. Why you don't live there? You promoting this rubbish, you promoting this rubbish for what? You know how many people die through communists? I mean, do you know how many people die Where is your mind? Where is your mind? What capital? Oh, wow, yeah. But you live here in capitalism. Make, ha, make a mason, make a mason, please. No, I do, I do, I do. But I'm just having a debate with you. Why are you being rude, man? Being rude. You are, you rude. are. I'm just talking to you. He offend me. You know why? Because my dad was in jail 15 years for communist. Just because he couldn't say what he thinks. Now I'm telling you, as a normal person, what I think about communist, and you offended because communists are like this. You can't express what you really feel. If you live in a communist country, you will understand what that is. But because you don't live there, this is what you do. You promote something that is very damaged to millions of people for years. And you support that because it's cool. It's not cool, man. You don't understand. It's not, it's not, it's not funny. You know how many people? You, it's not funny. You think it's funny. It offends me when I see people doing that. But I can't say anything because this is a free country. This is a free country. In Cuba, in my country, in my country, you can't do that. You can't promote anything out of communism. Only here you can do that. Go to fucking communist country and do it there. Why are you doing it here? Confusing people's minds, young people's minds. Confusing young people's minds. Oh, my God. Tell me one country, tell me one country that communists work. I don't even know why you are, man. It's the same thing every single time now, isn't it? Now, of course, those leaping to the defense of these young commies will say, well, those aren't real communist ideologues. They're just ignorant college students. Debate me. I'm the real communist. I'm the one with all the communist intellect. You know, the same argument that they apply to communist regimes failing throughout history. Well, that's not real communism. Those aren't real communist debaters. What do you mean? Those are literal communist activists with a sign out in public. Those are the people that you would expect are there to convince us as to why communism is so great. But apparently, communism is so not great, in fact, it's so trash, that this individual in the clip and her family fled communism. They fled communist China to come to beautiful capitalist America, not understanding the irony of it all. And of course, the same copium argument, well, actually, China's not communist. Right, every single time. That's not real communism. But you know what? She actually does have a point. Kind of. China isn't communist. Neither is Vietnam. Neither is Russia. There's almost no communism left from the Soviet era. You want to know why? Because communism has failed across the frickin' board, especially as an economic system. It's failed so spectacularly that all the countries who spearheaded communism all essentially dropped communism. It happened mostly in the 1990s. They dropped central planning economic systems in favor for free market capitalism. So, you know what? She's right. 
China is not a communist country, it's just a communist dictatorship that controls whatever they see fit, but allows free market capitalism to essentially stop them from going under. In other words, communism failed. Communism has failed every single time it's been attempted. It's never been implemented well, not once in world history. But the argument, of course, is, well, that's because it wasn't done properly. We're going to do it properly. Yeah, of course, power-hungry, hell-bent on social control, in many cases mentally ill leftists, are going to usher in a perfectly fair, perfectly equitable form of communism. Give me a break. They're all freaking bloodthirsty to put you in the damn gulags. We see the way they act. I mean, it's kind of personality profile. Anybody they disagree with is literally the enemy and must be destroyed. Yeah, those are the people who are going to implement this new form of altruistic communism that's never been tried before, that's never been done before, and it's going to solve the world's problems. No, communism is stupid, it's a bad idea, and it simply appeals to irresponsible people with an egregious sense of entitlement. It's become this sort of fad with young people who really, let's be freaking honest, just want to stay at home and smoke weed and play video games all day with daddy and mommy government that takes care of their every desire. It's not a realistic form of government. It's a system that's open for the taking for whoever happens to be in charge. You know why communism abroad isn't real communism? Because it started out as communism, and then it got overthrown by a strong-arm authoritarian leader. Then, of course, thanks to the fact that communist systems are linear in their power structure, the whole system then follows. That's the problem with central planning. If the United States was a communist country, and Joe Biden and the Democrat Party were communist autocrats, they would literally control everything. Washington would control all industry, all movement, all speech. It's a linear system of structure that an absolute powerful leader either has control over, or a small group of people have total control over. Does that sound like a good system to you, or does that sound like a system that very quickly would devolve into total authoritarianism? The answer is very obvious. The answer is abundantly clear. And of course, every single time with these young brainwashed students, when you challenge them on any of these topics, what do they do? Well, they pack their stuff up and run away from the conversation. Pretty much exactly as expected. Anyway, it's kind of just a dumb viral video that speaks for itself. Simply ignorant commies being ignorant commies. Not much else to talk about. That's pretty much it. Hopefully you enjoyed the video. If you did, make sure to leave a like and possibly subscribe. Thanks for watching, and I'll see you on the next one. Boy, Benny, there are some upsides to having a president with dementia. Let's go ahead and look here. Signs of dementia. Memory loss, difficulty doing familiar things, confusion, finding the right words, poor judgment, personality changes. Man, does that ever describe Joe Biden? You ever seen a speech where Joe Biden suddenly starts screaming in the middle of a speech? Poor judgment is also one of those interesting little things that happens to Joe Biden. Like when Joe Biden was asked about his election strategy in 2020, he said what Democrats were planning on doing to win the election. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Okay, so, I mean, again, a major benefit of having somebody who has full-blown dementia as president is that he just straight up says the things that they're doing. He, he can't even lie anymore. You can't even lie convincingly. 
We're putting together the greatest voter fraud organization the world's ever seen, Joe Biden says. Well, <laughs> bravo for telling the truth there, Joe. Ladies and gentlemen, Joe Biden is now going to California in order to hoover up hundreds of millions of dollars for his campaign chest from some of the worst predators on Earth. And, well, they find common ground with Joe Biden. Lots of sniffing going on in Hollywood these days, and Joe Biden is heading right there in order to sniff up as much cash as he possibly can. Joe Biden is doing the little thing that presidents do where they're walking out to the helicopter on the South Lawn, and he takes a question or two from the press. Now, here's where the poor judgment comes in, because Joe Biden's heading to California. California is run by a guy named Gavin Newsom, who is licking his chops, drooling, waiting to run for president and turn all of America into California. Can't wait. Ladies and gentlemen, Joe Biden was asked directly, are you going to California to cement plan B when Davin, Gavin Newsom runs for president? That's what he was asked. Straight up. You can hear it in the clip. What is Joe Biden's response? Here, ladies and gentlemen, is where the dementia gets, sets in. Reporters hounding Biden about Gavin Newsom being Plan B in 2024 to replace him, and Joe goes full Mr. Magoo. Mm. Go. Have a listen. Do you hear that? Okay, again, let's set up the question. You're going to California. Is Gavin Newsom Plan B for Trump in 2024? Should Gavin Newsom stand by? Are you ready? Yes, sir. Well, I'm looking for. I'm looking at you. We're looking at you. Are you ready? Joe Biden says. Did Joe Biden just confirm that that's the plan? Is Joe Biden's dementia totally and completely blowing right out of his mouth? The answer to that simple question. Are you ready for Gavin Newsom 2024? Joe Biden says. Are you ready for them to replace me? Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. What I came to tell you was, I told you we'd be announcing sanctions on Russia. We'll have a major package announced on Friday. I'll be happy to sit with you all doing that, okay? Oh, I don't care. And then Joe Biden confirms it. Now, let me let me it's hard to hear because they always do these with the helicopter roaring in the background. They actually do this by design. I know plenty of people who work in the White House. They do it so that the reporters can't really get their questions in. The president can say, I didn't hear you. Right. If he doesn't like the question. But what the guy asks, and you'll hear it hopefully pretty clearly here. This is a ripped directly from the live feed of Joe Biden answering this uh, is the guy says, would you rather Haley or Trump? And Biden goes, ah, OK. He doesn't care because he's not going to be the one running. Oh, I don't care. There you go. So, All right, so following. That's the full live shot. This is the full live shot. Joe Biden being asked, Gavin Newsom replacing you. Is that why you're going to California? And Joe Biden says, yep, you ready? Okay. That's what Joe says. And then when asked about potentially running against the Two Republicans, Nikki Haley's not a Republican. Nikki Haley, of course, won't be the Republican nominee. But when asked about the two Republicans running for president, he goes, I don't care. When was the last time he approached the question of Donald Trump like that? Every time that Donald Trump is brought up for Joe Biden, he gets all taut in the face and his teeth, they grit together, and he gets all angry and he gets all bitter. 
He never like uh, expresses that kind of passivity to Donald Trump. This is Joe Biden saying, I'm not going to be president anymore. I really believe it. Amazing. And he's done this, of course, before. He says this, all, he does this kind of stuff all the time. We put together the greatest voter fraud organization in the history of the world. <laughs> Hard to argue, actually, Joe. Joe Biden then proceeded to go to Air Force One, the short stairs, not the long stairs, and to literally trip and nearly fall directly on his face while going up the stairs. Incredible. Thus further reinforcing the fact that he cannot be president. He, I mean, he's just not physically capable of being president. So what are some of the smartest people in media saying about this potential, doing the old switcheroo? Well, Joe Rogan is saying, ladies and gentlemen, I know it. It's going to be Gavin Newsom. They're going to swap Biden for Newsom. I think that that's a ruse, what that him running for president. I think you don't the, think he's going to run? No. No, I think they're going to get rid of him. I think they're going to move him out. They're going to force him to step down. That's what I think. If I had a guess, and it's just speculation, I'd say they're setting up Gavin Newsom for it. That's what I say. That's what I think. That's what it looks like to me. I think they, they, more, more and more comes out about this stuff, and more and more comes out about the Burisma thing. Yeah, and so they're going to do the old swaparoo, says Joe Rogan. Multiple people are also speculating that they're going to switch out Joe Biden. John Stewart, somebody who is like a effectively like a Democrat, full-on Democrat, like core propagandist, is saying Joe Biden cannot be president. I was not counting on this from John Stewart. He's not to be praised for this. This is simply messaging from in, from the inside of the party. Joe Rogan has multiple times predicted that Biden's criminal bribery schemes will be used to oust him as the nominee. And so what does Gavin Newsom have to say about this? Well, Gavin Newsom, of course, plays the good little boy and repeats the line. Biden-Harris administration, a masterclass in terms of performance. Mm, mm -hmm. Gavin Newsom also saying that it's Kamala Harris who's ready to be president next. Well, this is interesting. Could it be like a Kamala Harris-Gavin Newsom ticket? Have a listen. Filing deadlines haven't passed. President Biden doesn't run. Why shouldn't we consider you a likely well, I think the vice president is naturally the one lined up, and the filing deadlines are quickly coming to pass, and I think we need to move past this notion that he's not going to run. President Biden is going to run, uh, and looking forward to getting him reelected. Uh, I think there's been so much wallowing uh, in the last few months, and hand-wringing in this respect, uh, but we're gearing up for the campaign. We're looking forward to it. I, I under, you know, but you hear these calls. Privately, what do you tell these donors who are wallowing? In uh, time to move on. Let's go. And am I supposed to interpret that comment about the vice president that if for some reason the president chose not to run at this point, well, that's the everybody that's, rallies that's around the, her? It's the Biden-Harris administration. That's a, maybe I'm a little old-fashioned. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'm a little old-fashioned about well, you know, presidents and vice president. I was a lieutenant governor, so I'm a little subjective. Yeah. <laughs> Gavin said straight up, and during the interview that Kamala is the one lined up to run. And Kamala Harris has said herself that she is very ready to take over the responsibility of the job of being present. Like gloatingly, cacklingly, gigglingly. Ladies and gentlemen, we look forward to moments like this. Uh, Gavin Newsom was completely run over by Ron DeSantis in a debate. And Gavin Newsom is such a creepy, slithery little lizard person, man. Oh, man. This guy just, ooh, ooh, this guy scares me a bit. He does, indeed. I mean, he is such a truly duplicitous member of the political class, such a 
gross, grotesque cretin. But he was uh, wrecked by the poop map uh, during a debate with Ron DeSantis uh, a couple of months ago. And it's really, really a good hit here. And at total time, Governor DeSantis yeah, look, about this, two minutes. This, 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 this is a map of San Francisco. <laughs> There's a lot of plots on that. You may be asking, what is that plotting? Well, this is an app where they plot the human feces that are found on the streets of San Francisco. And you see how almost the whole thing is covered because that is what has happened in one of the previous greatest cities this country's ever had. Human feces is now a, a fact of life, except when a communist dictator comes to town. Then they cleaned up the streets. They lined the streets with Chinese flags. They didn't put American flags. Yeah. Good hit. I mean, honestly, good hit. Well done. The future is bright. Whatever the future is, it's not Joe Biden. Biden is going to California. He's going to beg hat in hand for money. Many people, smart people, are saying that they're going to do the old switcheroo at the convention. We'll see what happens, ladies and gentlemen. We'll keep our eyes out. Clips like this obviously show us that Joe Biden, full-blown dementia, Joe Biden straight up saying it with the stupid aviators and everything. Joe Biden just look – at, look at how they have him straight out of central casting. How they have him walk up with the stupid aviators. <laughs> yep. Hey, is Gavin Newsom going to replace you? Yep, he says. You ready? That's Joe Biden's answer. So much like the voter fraud thing, we're just going to take him at his word. Hmm? It's your boy, Benny Likes here, and subscribe for more. Tr I see people with mental illness every day. That's terrible. That's right. Proposition 1 would use over $6 billion in bonds to provide housing for 11,000 people with mental health needs. That's a terrible idea. $6.5 billion for places for people with severe mental illness to be. That's a terrible idea. We'll ban urban camping wherever possible. That's not terrible. Yo, what's up, guys? Boy, Benny. There's something about old man wisdom. When old men are able to just sit there and observe the world from the coffee shop or the donut shop or the gas station where I grew up, right? And in Iowa, if you drove by a gas station, it's like 5, 6 a.m. in the morning. There'd be a bunch of old dudes sitting there having their cup of coffee, like talking about and observing the world. When those guys get a microphone, man, real magic happens. And somebody who used to play for the magic, the Orlando magic, Shaquille O'Neal, and his co-host, Charles Barkley, uh, are the old men of the NBA broadcast team. And they have such pearls of wisdom that are spoken on camera and that really, like, hit me, quite frankly. Because when you line them all up, you realize that these guys are speaking truth about the way the world is and the way that it operates. And it is unaffected by the political machinations or psyops of the moment. It is simply affected by... Well, the way that old men in your neighborhood growing up saw the world. Facts. Reality. And so the lies about, let's say, the state of San Francisco are not affecting Charles Barkley, who made national news headlines uh, during the NBA All-Star game that was last night, talking about San Francisco and the savages of San Francisco, saying that homeless crooks will murder you in San Francisco. You better not walk the streets unless you have a bulletproof vest, he said live on the broadcast of the All-Star Game. Hot damn. You're not allowed to say these kind of things, especially as a leftist multimillionaire during a uh, live broadcast. But, of course, Charles Barkley is not confined by those rules. Well done. Have a listen. Hey, Reggie, we love you. 
Let's not have another all-star in Indiana. <laughs> let's just be the last <laughs> one. Is it too cold? Come on, is it, man. Was it the you, snow, you, you spent enough was time here, Reggie. You don't need to come again. back home. Was it the minus, uh, <laughs> hey, you know, hey, the hey. 17 degrees? <laughs> hey, 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 Reggie. Yes? If you had a, if you had a chance of being cold, of being around a bunch of homeless crooks in San Francisco, <laughs> when you, oh, 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 that's crazy. Oh, no. You're not welcome. Oh, hey, you're not welcome. No, we don't. Yes, we do. You can't even walk around down yes, there. Yes, you can walk around. Yeah, with a bulletproof bag. Hey, Taylor. <laughs> Taylor, you live in Philadelphia. Taylor, that little red button on that microphone that says coffee. <laughs> yeah, you can. With a bulletproof vest. Incredible. And, uh, you know, honestly, just like the old men in your neighborhood, these kind of observances are, of course, based on experienced fact and reality. It was about a year ago when we brought our program to film San Francisco, and we filmed the scourges of San Francisco, but we were caught quite off guard whilst we were in front of Nancy Pelosi's house. We weren't trying to harass anyone. She lives on a public street. We're just standing there. Her address is public information. And we were standing there, and we got robbed in front of Pelosi's house. Pelosi lives on a place called Billionaire's Row in San Francisco. It's one of the nicest neighborhoods you've ever seen. And we were literally robbed right in front of our house. Nobody put a gun to our face. They just they just ripped through our car while we were filming a, a simple stand-up scene and then took all of my cameraman's gear. Thank God we were filming with most of our expensive gear. But they robbed us in front of Pelosi's place. That, ladies and gentlemen, of course, is experienced empirical fact. San Francisco is a leftist hellhole that has descended entirely into criminality and Marxism. Of course, the Marxists need to have a state of such fear and such terror throughout the streets that people will cry out for a police state, which they are more than happy to allow, as they, of course, shut down all elections and free society. This is the end goal. This is the uh, product of Marxism. It is not the bug. It is the feature. So we've experienced that firsthand. Uh, Charles Barkley has experienced that firsthand, and seemingly the people of San Francisco have experienced that firsthand. People of San Francisco are now dealing with pirate raids once more. They do live on the water. Now there are known pirates that are patrolling the water and stealing from people. That's how bad things have gotten. This is how medieval the actual dissension of San Francisco has gotten. Watch. From shipwrecks to sunken shipyards, littered in trash. This is the sad reality of the Oakland estuary shoreline. Boats torn up, covered in graffiti, abandoned and trashed. People that are living aboard in marinas are being terrorized by these elements coming in at night in small dinghies. It's gotten to the point of near fist fights on docks. Brock DeLapp, a 10-year veteran harbor master for both Alameda and Oakland, is sick of it. So this is examples of some of the illegal anchor outs. Uh, you can see that there's one here that's recently sunk. And down at the pier, which is the public fishing pier for the Union Point Park, there's at least two sunken vessels. Oakland police are not providing the I-team with any specific data. But DeLapp says over the past few months, pirates have been attacking vessels at five different locations along the channel, including Jack London Square, the Jack London Aquatic Center, the Estuary Channel west of the Bayside Hotel, Union Point Park West, and Union Point Park East. 
Uh, yeah, okay, so there are now pirates taking to the waters in San Francisco to steal from people. That's how bad the crime, homelessness, and drug addict uh, delinquency and degeneracy has gotten. Hey, Reggie Barkley said, if you have a chance to uh, of being in cold or being around a bunch of homeless crooks in San Francisco, which would you take? <laughs> the 60-year-old Alabama native doubling down, you can't even walk around down there saying if you do walk around down there, you're going to need a bulletproof vest. You know who agrees with Charles Barkley, weirdly? Uh, the district attorney. You know the district attorney was robbed in San Francisco? In, in Well, Oakland, a, a place right outside of San Francisco. The person who is the top law enforcement official in Oakland, a Soros-funded district attorney, uh, the victim of her own policies and crimes. Check this out. The DA's role has really no impact on crime. Oakland police have recently warned residents about a surge in violence, including an uptick in home invasion robberies. Do you feel safe living in Oakland? Yes, I do. I live in East Oakland even, and I know a lot of people think, oh, that's terrible. I feel safe. It is not the first time that former forward uh, has criticized San Francisco during the 2022 Western Conference Finals in Dallas. The roof of the American Airlines Center began to leak. During a brief rain delay, Barkley said, the bad thing about all this rain is it's not raining in San Francisco to clean up all those dirty streets they got there. San Francisco is a great city, but all that dirtiness and homelessness, they got to clean off those streets. Yeah, well, they won't clean off the streets for American citizens, Charles. They only clean off the streets for dictators. Ladies and gentlemen, um, that's something that Ron DeSantis actually brought up in a debate with Gavin Newsom when he held up the poop map of San Francisco. Check this out. Well, I'm looking at total time. Governor DeSantis yeah, look, about this, two minutes. This, 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 is, this is a map of San Francisco. <laughs> There's a lot of plots on that. You may be asking, what is that plotting? Well, this is an app where they plot the human feces that are found on the streets of San Francisco. And you see how almost the whole thing is covered because that is what has happened in one of the previous greatest cities this country's ever had. Human feces is now a, a fact of life, except when a communist dictator comes to town. Then they cleaned up the streets. They lined the streets with Chinese flags. We don't watch professional basketball. I've never been to an NBA game, so don't care, right? But I do love this style of commentary. I do love the truth telling that happens with these old timers like Shaq and Charles Barkley. Check this out uh, when it came to Shaq talking about vaccine mandates, uh, unbelievably based. I encourage everybody to, to be safe and take care of your family. I do, but there's still some people that don't want to take it and you shouldn't have to be yeah. forced to take something that you don't want. So I don't think people are being forced to take. Well, there are some, there are, I mean, listen, we have a mandate at CBS. That's forced. We have a mandate at CBS, but my, but my point. That's forced. But where I wholeheartedly. That's forced. No, it's not forced. It is forced because if the man don't take it, the man will get fired. Yeah. Amazing. That's just called old man wisdom. Let's have some more of it. American people, we do a lot of business in China and they know and understand our values and we understand their values. And one of our best values here in America is free speech. We're allowed to say what we want to say, and we're allowed to speak up about injustices, and that's just how it goes. And if people don't understand that, that's something that they have to deal with. But, you know, I just think, thought it was unfortunate for, you know, both parties, and then you got people speaking when they don't know what they're talking about. But, you know, Daryl Morey was right. Whenever you see something wrong going on anywhere in the world, you should have the right to say, that's not right, and that's what he did. And but, but, again, you know, when it comes to business, sometimes you have to tiptoe around things, but... Again, they understand our values, we understand our values in here. We have the right to speak, especially with the social media. We're going to say whatever we want to say, when we want to say it. 
well done. This was, of course, when simp for the communist Chinese LeBron James, a despicable uh, uh, anti-American athlete who loves the slave labor that makes his tennis shoes and would never speak out against his handlers inside of the uh, Chinese Communist Party, uh, was saying that we shouldn't speak ill of the Chinese Communist Party. Well done, Shaq. Um, Final little truth bomb here from Charles Barkley. Uh, maybe we shouldn't let people vote. We let them vote in the last election. Look what happened. He said this, of course, while Joe Biden is the resident of the White House. Yeah, okay. People, we let the fans vote. Look what happened last time they got to vote for president. All right. Uh, <laughs> hey, now. Just empirical facts. Empirical facts. Spit out by men, old men with microphones who, uh, well, can't be bullied anymore. And that's wonderful to see. We can't be bullied. That's why you should like, share, and subscribe. And we don't think we're old men yet, but hey, we'll be there someday. And you should hop on this channel because you think it's based now. Imagine what I'm 80. <laughs> it's your boy, Benny. See ya. Rogan, who, you know, Rogan's not really a Trump guy. Uh, obviously, I think he said that a couple times or implied that. But, you know, listen, I like I love MMA, so I like his podcast a lot. So and, you know, I don't need to have people, you know, sycophantically follow my politics. I'm not a liberal. But Rogan had some interesting thoughts. And a lot of people talk to him. He had some interesting thoughts on the issue right now that the Democrats are going to have with Donald Trump. Here's his take on the election. I encourage you to listen because a lot of people listen to him. Check this out. No one is going to run against Trump in the Republican side and win because you're not going to get the Trump supporters. They are all in on Trump. Unless he has a stroke, unless something happens that's horrible, he, they're all in on Trump. You're, you, if you run against Trump, yeah. you're now the enemy of Trump. If I was friends with DeSantis, I'd be like, don't do it. You can't beat that guy. You just can't. When that guy gets out there and he's waving to people and they're going crazy, you're not beating that. There's a fucking – and the fact that he was the president for four years and the country was in a, a, a great economic situation. Yeah. And it looked like his policies were actually effective and that it looked like the unemployment was down, all business mm -hmm. was building, regulations were being relaxed, more things were getting done. You know, when you look at it from a policy perspective, if you just look at it on paper, what he did was effective. A lot of people think it was effective. You don't like him as a personality, so you ignore that. Don't do that. Look at it in terms of a policy perspective. People liked the ideas that he was putting forward. Folks, just to give you a perspective about why this stuff matters. I see a lot of people in the chat. Some of you, you know, question Rogan. I, it's fine. I'm, I'm not telling you, listen, don't listen to anything like that. I like my show. I listen to his show a lot because 11 million people do. Just that's important that that's said and that other people outside of my audience and Levin and Shapiro and others who are popular, that they hear this too. They put it in perspective. He's got 11 million listeners. This show is the seventh most popular podcast in the, in the United States, according to what was it, Triton that just came out? Folks, we have about, on any given day, between social, probably about two to three million. He's got four, probably four or five times as much. It is important people hear this stuff. They don't understand the power, the political power. I'm not talking about like Skeletor, He-Man stuff. Donald Trump is amassed. And the indictments, you know, I even saw uh, Cernovich, who I, I enjoy speech, say the other day, I want to vote for the political prisoner. It's like, this became like, <laughs> you know, the Democrats are like the parties of the hippies and the cool guys back in the day. Now they're the parties of like, they're the men. Remember Rage Against the Machine? They're the machine now. 
They're the machine, and we're the rebel. And the Democrats are missing this whole thing. Here's what I mean. Uh, hat tip. Who's the guy? Whose video is this from? Bricks. Someday it'll be on the screen here. Brick suit. Here's Donald Trump after the indictment. This is, a, I mean, if this doesn't sum up where the Democrats are with that you are here moment, after the indictment, he goes back to Bedminster. I mean, after the initial appearance, excuse me, in court, he goes back to Bedminster, shows up at a wedding in New Jersey, in New Jersey, like deep blue New Jersey, and here's what happens. Keep it up, commies. You're doing great. You are tearing it up. With every indictment, the man's legend grows. That was a clip from the Dan Bongino Show. You can watch the full show. We recommend you do on Rumble. Go to rumble.com slash Bongino, please, and subscribe for free. We appreciate it. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.